The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown Oh, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had some, some electronic fuckery. On the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. With that, with the, with the telephones. Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Like we, I mean, I think we've done a halfway decent job of addressing technical complaints. Mm-hmm. Given that neither you nor I are, uh, well, you have background in radio. Yeah, but not really the technical side of it. I just get on the air and you're just talk a, about you're Pearl Jam. Personality. Yeah, I was an on-air personality. Well, we're dre- well now. See, you're you're using your phone. Yeah, I know. And it's probably what the people had an issue with. Yeah, I just had to look up one more thing. <clears throat> we got yeah, we got to do research on the fly. It's ever changing information out in the world. Yeah. Um, and there will be some mild construction noise because we're next door to construction. Because this is uh, how we do it. It's in the annex, all right? How we do it, like buddy. Legit cons- okay, legit complaints about the static. Yeah. Noted. And thank you for those of, it, those of you pointing it out politely. Mm-hmm. We're learning as we go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a, a cunt about it, <laughs> feel free to choose any other form of free entertainment out in the world. Yeah. Like, constructive criticism is one thing, but just being an ass... I think some people thrive on that. They sit around and they, it's the same way uh, like a troll, like a Twitter troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've been trolled before. And then you go and look at their uh, their their page it's and they've just, never made an original tweet. No, it's, it's just, just at hoping somebody will bite. Jeez. Hoping somebody will just re- respond. Yeah. Positive or negative. It's that like, well, dad's hitting me, but it means he's at home. <laughs> that kind of mentality. Like, I always want, like, what happened to shame? Remember shame? Remember if somebody was like, hey, you're being an asshole, and then you'd feel bad. You're like, oh, I don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. Maybe I need to look at myself. Now you tell me like, you're being an asshole, like, fucking yeah, I am. Like, why is that pride now? Yeah. Why is, uh, yeah, why is the whole world filled with people from New Jersey all of a sudden? <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I'll be playing New Jersey. <laughs> I just said I, I booked I, th- things. That I've, I've, I don't do many comedy clubs anymore. Oh yeah, and I never work St. Patrick's Day weekend. And I'm working the Stress Factory in New Jersey, St. Patty's weekend. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> and I saw Kurt Brownell the other day. He's having a birthday party, and he's from Jersey. He's like, "You're doing what?" He's like, "I hope they paid you a lot of money." Man. <laughs> he's like. That's terrible. Like, anyway, uh, so if you want to come out and support after I insulted your whole state, that'll be the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Oh. Doing plugs early because I need some friendly faces in this crowd. Oh. Uh, it's the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. That's us. And we're, we're, uh, we're busting this one out uh-huh. uh, today. You wanted to put it off a day. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Here, I'll be the villain. Yeah. I'll be the villain. Of yeah, the story. and I said no. I have my parents in town, uh huh, and I've been showing them. Around. I got you know, I got to you know entertain them. Yeah, make sure they're happy. How long they've been in town? Since Thursday. Okay. Are like, you at about your limit right now? I, you know what? I wore thin one of the days. It's been actually. It's been very good. It's been a good Just, one. There's a couple moments where. Like I've almost had to, like I th- there's a couple moments where I, I still remember that I think my mom uh, raised a very successful special needs individual <laughs> with some of the things she she asked me twice if I knew how to use a cane because <laughs> I've been on a cane because my legs are bad like do you know how to use a cane and I, I almost have to, like stop and look at like do you think I'm retarded I mean couldn't that arguably be um, the Easiest thing to operate? Like, if you've never used a cane and someone handed it to you, I, oh, I got the okay. Because oh, my leg's bad. And yeah. I use, like, what did she think she was going to do? Like, even though I'm injured, I'm just twirling around like a WB frog or something. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, my leg's still killing me, but check out these dance numbers. You slide it down your pants leg like it's a splint. Yeah, yeah, I gotta just tie it <laughs> onto my leg. <clears throat> just, hello, my baby. I don't know. But the wonderful woman with some, some uh, I think there's sometimes I have to remind her I'm a 40 year old human man. What else? She, she raised, get? like, be proud. Was there another one, example? Not this week. There was another. T- the last time she visited, she came in and just <clears throat> started tearing through my cabinets. Uh-huh. So that's what you do when you walk into somebody's home. Is <laughs> just go through their shit without asking. <laughs> and she said, with, with sincere amazement, said, you've got plates and bowls and everything. <laughs> As if I'd just been shaking uh, bags of grape nuts out on the floor. And, and and then getting on my hands and knees and eating it like a raccoon that broke in. So, God bless her. Wonderful uh, woman. What uh, what have you done to entertain them? Oh, uh, back on the meat. I'm eating the meats. Oh, yeah? The Gus's. Oh, you went to Gus's. Me and Dad. Oh, it was a great moment because my mom got off on a tangent. And instead of calling her on it or interrupting, we were so busy eating that she just got to... Prattle off about something, and we were just too busy going through three piece dark. Oh man, me and the old man just plowing through it, sweating. What kind of sides did you get? Oh, we got big, big on the sides. Yeah, oh god, and I got a piece of meat, I got a piece of chicken in there for you, Dave. Oh, we just got okay. back off the road, so yeah, that's coming to you. All right, it's thank from you, buddy. Saturday, it's Monday oh. night, it's coming from Saturday. Oh, that's fine, and I love cold fried chicken. I'm I like, know, right? I'm not gonna heat it up. I, I love know, it cold. Right? It's, it's there for you with some sides. Ooh. We got the mac and cheese, we got the potato salad, I got okra, I got fried pickles. Ooh. Like we, we went for it. Oh man, like I'm trying to give myself a heart attack Ooh. this weekend. Fried okra. Got a burger from 25 Degrees, which is that little diner that's inside the Roosevelt Hotel. A little bit fancy, douchey. Good-ass burger. Really? One of places just like, no, clearly you you grind like how you were describing making a good burger. That's Uh how they do it there. Yeah, they grind it up themselves. That was good. Went to Damon's Steakhouse in Glendale yesterday, which I thought would be kind of... So it's a, kind of like a tiki bar slash steakhouse, like a Hawaiian theme. But it was good. Somebody else was telling me about Damon's, and I there used to be a chain called Damon's years ago, at least in wasn't the southeast. That, wasn't that a place for ribs? Yes, but it was also steaks, it was steaks okay. and ribs. Kind of a kind of a Longhorn meets a uh, sports bar. Type I of remember thing. that. I remember that as being a rib place. Uh-huh. Like, like Chicago had one too. Yeah. But this is just its own its own place. Tiki bar. Okay. Thing. But then we're all, I'm like, I'm like thinking it'll be a fun, sleek place to go. Uh huh. Because we went to the horse races first. And uh, that was oh, sad. Oh, yeah. What, what was sad about it? Uh, the first race, a horse fell. Oh. But then walked off. And then the second race, another horse fell. And you could tell it broke its leg. So then oh. they put down both of them. So, oh. Like, like you want to think, like, oh, horse race. Like, oh. I had heard, I didn't, I've never researched it a lot, but I've heard. Other people speak, like, oh, yeah, they're really treated poorly. And yeah. if, you, if you sat back and gave it five minutes of thought, you'd be like, of course, these things, these creatures that are bred to just make people money. But what if are they love to run? Like, oh, it's, I mean, they probably don't they, mind the race. Give me any animal that loves to run. If I was a it, horse. That does it for joy and not to escape a yeah, predator. No, I get it. But like, like, you know what's fun is having my heart rate shoot through the roof. I don't and putting unnecessary strain on my body. That's <clears> like <throat> saying a human who's, you know, gifted with an athletic body. You know, LeBron James probably likes to play pickup basketball, you know, because he, he's good at it and he's built for it. Do you think after playing professionally, he's like, I want to play? Maybe not professionally. Right, okay, but yeah. we're like, let's yeah. focus on the animal kingdom here. <laughs> and a horse isn't like, how much is the race today? I'm going to bust my ass. What's the purse? Let me get it. Put me in, coach. Like, I get, like, the circus. I get an elephant doesn't want to stand on a stool and a tiger doesn't want to jump through hoops. But a horse is like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll run. I'll run my ass off. I don't you give a think, shit. I mean, when you see them wild, like, they'll gallop a little bit. Mm-hmm. But of their own volition. Anyway. It's, so they put them down right there? I guess they, they had to. They didn't. Like the one, I mean, like, in, in, you didn't see it, did you? No, they put, a, like, a... Uh, Curtain up around it to like get it onto the truck on the oh, track. It was sad. That is sad. And you're at this beautiful. We're at Santa Anita Park. It's beautiful. The mountain ranges. I think it's the Gabrielinos are right behind it. And it's this beautiful old park, Art Deco architecture. And it's been there forever. And then you realize, like, oh yeah, this whole thing exists because we just treat horses like trash. Hmm. And so I'd been once before, and there was no incidents. 
And then this time I was like, I don't think I could support this anymore. I mean, we stayed for the rest of the races. I won 100 bucks, But I think I won't go back. I don't think I can go back after that. Oh, man. We're already out there. It was a $50 lift ride. That's a bummer. So we got... But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was sad. But then I went to the Peterson Auto Museum. With the, Where's that? It's in uh, West L.A., West okay. Hollywood, I think. Right by, right by the Grove. Okay. And uh, saw some old-timey cars and stuff. They got fun stuff there. But there's some tourist stuff, and it's yeah. been fun so far. Okay. And it's been okay. You just got back from a little run. Yeah. A little I've been, squatch run. Been gone for a week. Yeah, I did uh, four shows and two days of squatching. Yeah. So I had a good time. Did... Uh, I mean, I talked about it last week, but man, just fun shows up in uh, Reno was amazing. Arcata, San Francisco was great, and then uh, Chico. You did uh, a Valentine's Day show. Yeah, I did the Valentine's Day at Arcata. A lot of lovers. Uh, out there. there. There was quite a few. There were some people who had met on FarmersOnly.com, which but, that's a real thing. I, I guess. mean, that is what's up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, farmers. You don't know what kind of farm. Yeah, I always wonder like how those first dates go. Like, oh, what's your favorite manure? What size uh, granule you use on the fertilizer? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that you know, I I didn't I didn't I didn't sing and dance. Uh, you didn't sing and dance, uh, Dave. No, you suggested I do that because it's Valentine's Day, and I, I would like if you came out and put on a real show. <laughs> but enough about me. Here we go. It just turned into like a Broadway production, just a Neil Diamond concert. Oh man, but yeah, uh, dude, just great shows. Uh, Shout out to Tom Campbell, owner of Memphis Minis in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Memphis Minis, uh, the oldest barbecue joint in San Francisco. They've been there 17 years. Dude told me to swing by. And 17 years yeah. is how old barbecue is in San Francisco. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> but I guess, I guess they, they don't stick around long. Because he told me that. I was, like, I was thinking like 70, 80 years. He's like, yeah, hey, we've been here since, uh, you know, like 2000. <laughs> I wonder like, if they had to weather the storm of like hell food and all that. And now that it's back, that more like food culture is back. And yeah. Like, well, if it's if the animals raised okay, yeah. Then yeah, do whatever you want to it, mm-hmm. food wise. But I think probably through the nineties there was a, yeah. especially in San Francisco with the culture there, maybe like nope, vegetarian or sustainable. So yeah. Just have a little barbecue restaurant, probably kind of tough. It was great though, man. Uh, yeah. Smoked fried chicken. Which do you do first? You would smoke it first and then fry it. Although that's I, – I started to make fun of you because it just seems obvious. But <laughs> now that you mention it, to, uh, to fry uh, it up the old school way and then stick it in the smoker for an hour and get that mm, – yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just – go on and take this piece of Gus's back home. <laughs> toss it in the smoker. Uh, but, yeah, smoked fried chicken, uh, just everything. Just hooked it up. Huge plate. Mm-hmm. Had brisket, ribs, uh, all kinds of stuff, dude. So good, so good. And then uh, had uh, the best deviled eggs I've ever had in my life. I got a text message at an odd hour for you about those. (laughs) (laughs) I had to tell somebody. That that was a text. Like We hadn't talked in a few days. I knew you were on the road. I just get a text that says, pickled, period, deviled, period, eggs, period, Mind blown. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I could picture you typing that with one of them half in your mouth. Like, I need to spread the word of the Lord. Dude, it was amazing. Uh, pickled and beet juice. A pickled, I love a pickled egg. All right? We, we've talked a little bit about pickled eggs. I know you like pickled eggs. Just that vinegar and just... Mm. Yes, sir. A lot of people are afraid. Ooh, pickled eggs. Ooh. Come on, man. Oh, oh yeah. Get fucked. Yeah, like get out of here. Pickled eggs. But they pickled them in uh, beet juice mm-hmm. and added some vinegar to it to really give it that bite. And then the deviled egg portion was amazing. They had, like, chopped up bacon and all kinds of crap. Oh. And then they topped the whole thing with really fine aged white cheddar cheese. Man, so you had nice. so that's many layers impressive. of flavor. And uh, ordered a second order. That's a real fat move to double down on the devil. Well, how eggs. many do you get? You, I did not enough. Yeah. Well, what I think I think they gave me two whole eggs, halves. So I had four halves per order. So I just gobbled those down. So I was you like, had four eggs. Yeah, let's do that again. But you just could have four eggs. I know it just feels weird to order a second order of I, deviled eggs by yourself, that. not for the table. <laughs> just I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy myself. Yeah. Just let me have this. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so a great trip, and I uh, went squatching a couple times. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing to report. But uh, no, just you know, sat there looking out the windshield. But you got to, you got to get out there. You know, you're not, you got to put in your hours. You squatch gotta, ain't coming here. Yeah, no, he ain't coming squatch here. Squatch ain't ding dong yeah. ditching your place. Yeah, and you and then hide in the bushes hoping you see him. <laughs> what if that's the trick? What if we just need to ignore Sasquatch? What if everybody just called it off? Like it's not real, and like <sighs> wink, wink. It's not real, yeah. and everybody just backed off, and all of a sudden, Squatch is a little gay, but he's just lonely out there. Yeah. And now you see him more like putting on a jacket, trying to eat at Denny's. Like, I wish somebody would, I wish I would be back in the lexicon. It was fun. Like, I, I hated that you guys were coming in the woods bothering me, but it turns out I kind of miss it. Like, like, I think maybe you need to instigate that relationship. Yeah. That would but be none of it's real. Nothing's real. That's like every Christmas movie where a kid's old enough to be like, Santa Claus isn't real. And that's when Santa Claus mm-hmm. shows up, but he's really just a homeless guy. Yeah. Keep that's an it. eye out. I will. I, I will. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll whisper, like, keep an eye out. And then, and then watch <laughs> this. Uh, so we've concluded Sasquatch is not real, and we should all give up looking for him. Yes. I'm winking at the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we'll see it. But man, I had a good time just wandering around out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was in the. I went to Yosemite. To Yosemite, you ever driven from Reno to here? I never came that way. I've been oh to Yosemite, God. but I haven't come north to south. So beautiful. Uh, I forgot what what freeway that was. It'd take a couple of different like state roads. Yeah, it's like a seven hour drive from Reno to L.A. And uh, but uh, midway through it, I stopped and spent the night and camped out in Yosemite. And uh, oh my God, just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- snow. There's a lot of snow. I was, I was. There wasn't too much snow, like on the ground, on you know, mm-hmm. on sea level. But uh, I was uh, way up in the mountains, like right, like right across from where I was staying. You could uh, yeah, see up just top, crazy up on half dome. Yeah, just crazy amounts of snow. But, I think uh, that was the one where people kept like there was some hiking trail, but so many people. If you slip, you just slide off the side of the mountain. Oh wow, that's like like, like hikers, not. Not rock climbers. There was somebody, It was last year where, like, they just kept this, whatever trail it is, you just, it must be on a, a ridge line, but they just slip and they're just falling. Like, it seemed like it was a lot more, or maybe I was more aware of the news reports. Yeah. Yeah, people were just slipping and wow. falling on some. Got, uh, it's a beautiful country up there. Yeah. I've been up there a few times. Took the Donner Pass from, uh, from oh, Chico to really? Reno. Uh, I believe it's 80 east, but you go, you kind of go up way up into, the, I guess it's the Sierra Nevada mountains. Yeah. And uh, just there was a sign to Donner Pass, and it took, I was like, where, where do I know that? Oh, oh, this is the Donner I just, Pass. I was going to say, I don't know if this joke's going to come. I'm trying to formulate it in my head. Is I was like, I wonder if there's a, a diner up there. <laughs> that would be funny. You know, it, you know, it'd be called like a Donner Pass. But I, I bet you it would be pretty tongue-in-cheek. And then that would be also what they served mm-hmm. with an, an apostrophe. Yeah. Eat at the Donner restaurant, it's pretty tongue-in-cheek. What do you mean? They serve tongue-in-cheek because it's a huge. Ooh, man. I was in a band called Donner Surprise Party for about six months. Really? That's funny. <laughs> I thought that was a good name. Yeah, that I mean, is a good name. Is that one of those cases where you named the band before you formed the band? That was most cases. Like, <laughs> this name's so good, we should probably get some instruments. What are we going to do? Just have a great pun and let it... Na- Until food truck showed up, I think if you just had puns, you had to start ska bands. Food truck would be a great name for a band. <laughs> What's up? We are food truck. We load our own gear. Food truck is on the bill, and it's just people that are hungry showing up to the bar. Man, I said food trucks will be here. That's right. One, two, three, four. I'm going to start a southern metal band called Food Truck. <laughs> we got a fun card. Somebody sent us a card. Fun card. Shout out to Austin Weeks. Sent us a nice card with a dancing Bigfoot. It is a funny card. You close. What's the front say? The front says when it's uh, closed. When it comes to Valentine's, you're not just one of a kind. You're and then Bigfoot his, starts dancing. His I only is his head on a spring, but his little body shakes around in the card. Yeah, and I am totally charmed by this. Yeah, nice little card there, with a little note. Uh, so yeah, man, 
Thank you, Austin Weeks. And uh, thanks, uh, people, again, brought out food. Taking care of you. I uh, uh, met a gal named Becky who made me some yum-yum sauce, mm-hmm. and I uh, ate some of that. It's kind of like a— Do you want to— Yeah, you want to describe yeah. that? <laughs> Becky uh, gave— I was about to make a real bad joke. Uh, I mean, it's right there. <laughs> Making yum-yum sauce. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just uh, like some homemade thing she concocted. It's basically uh, kind of like hummus, but more of a, even more of a dip, even a little thinner. <laughs> little runny hummus. Even, uh, <laughs> rummus. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a rummus meets ranch dressing. Hummus meets ranch dressing. Uh, yeah, it was great. I, just as a combo right there. Just yeah. throwing some ranch yeah. on. It's very good. Some hummus works. Yeah. Yum yum sauce. Yeah. Got some damn yum right, yum don't sauce. Don't blow up a recipe. I know you're yeah. protective of yours. Yeah. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, man. So good times, buddy. Uh, That's nice. Yeah. We, we, we had, uh, people, yeah. As far as listening, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit better about responding. Mm-hmm. You've been good about it. Yeah, I try to respond. You know. I jump in. Should we start like like initialing what our responses are on social media? So I don't know. People know who's who. Or- I know like on the, on the, uh, e- the Gmail account, I, I don't <laughs> think you can tell yeah. which one of us is responding. And I get yeah. a lot of people uh, talking to Kyle. And oh. I'm like, well, Kyle's never going to respond, so I'll I respond. get some of them, but then I get over. I have, a, I can't look at screens for that long. Yeah, I did take time to tell that, uh, that one guy to fuck off. Uh, but that was just again, like we were saying, like it's free. You don't like it? Move along. Gotta. I I don't ever check my um, Instagram messages. Yeah. So I those didn't realize I had them. Me neither. I like because it, it's for some reason mine. There's not a notification, so like I never know until. Yeah. One day I'm just looking at some, a friend will send me a message. I get those stockpiled up, but there. yeah. Anyway, some lady a couple of weeks ago, very upset. Uh, can't remember what she said. Uh, disappointed in the amount of hate, and uh, yeah, why, why, why do you got to be so hateful towards people whose opinions don't align with your own? And I, at first I started thinking, what the hell is she talking about? Like I was trying to remember, date it, and and figure out what uh, episode she was referring to. And then it was, uh, it was like, oh, yeah, that's the episode we kind of joked well, about assassinating. I, I love that argument. <clears throat> this does kind of lead into the, the subject today. Mm-hmm. But that argument, like, well, so much for the tolerant left when they'll shut down, like, that Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah. Or whatever, like, oh, the... The guy who just wants to go off on hate speech and I'm yeah. not going to die. Yeah. No, the tolerant left is tolerant of things that aren't harmful to the rest of the world. It's not different. You're a fucking dick. Yeah. Oh, no, I just think that uh, it's not the spirit. I'm just thinking that uh, there should be some white pride. That's okay. Fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Fuck yourself. There's no tolerance for that when it's harmful to other people. And like, yeah, was that what we were talking about how Trump should die? Well, yeah. <laughs> But and to and to respond to her though, uh, we we do a pretty good job of being tolerant to people whose uh, opinions don't align with our own. We yeah. were talking directly at Trump. I on this podcast, you and I both separately have actually defended Trump voters. You know, point being, not every Trump voters are racist. You know, yeah. a lot of them, if they're voting economically based, or you know, not defended them, but at least tried to understand. Yeah, or at least rationalize and understand. Yeah. So, but my, you know, people who, but no, we're talking about Trump. No, and that is that isn't Not hate. Trump that is supporters. that is love and compassion for the rest of America. That this guy needs to get the fuck out of the way because he's ruining the country. And if you don't agree with the politics of the show, again, move along. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the NRA has a podcast, or it's just a bunch of fucking. Ding dongs patting each other on the back, like, oh, thank God, we just, you know, everybody should be able to have a gun. Even the mentally ill that we said shouldn't have guns, or you shouldn't be mentally impaired and be able to get. Maybe one of these mentally impaired people is going to at least for once be a left leaning lunatic. They don't really think and, that, do they? The NRA what? doesn't think mentally ill people should have guns. They just deregulated, they just wrote off on some bill that now, like it was, that was keeping background checks and mentally, like they got rid of it. Really? Yeah. So that was something that slipped in amongst all the other shit that's going on in the past couple of weeks. That it now, and I'm like, somebody, if you want to correct me politely, if I'm wrong, uh, please do so. But it, it was like, yeah, the, 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 some um, words are escaping me. Like, just that 
the background check and that mentally ill people. So certifiably mentally ill people can go <laughs> by a Like gun. a history of mental illness can wow. now, uh, get weapons. Jeez. Which just, I mean, if their goal is, here's a, here's a conspiracy. What if the NRA's Ugh. goal is everybody should have a gun? Because there's enough guns in the country for everybody to have three. Mm-hmm. But what's the percentage of people that actually have guns? Because mm-hmm. some people just have a whole bunch of them. Yeah. That's a good question. What is the percentage of people who own guns in this country? It's I don't know. Huh. If we get if we got Wi-Fi down in the learning annex, it would yeah. be a fact we could address. Yeah. Anyway. But let's keep with the theme of the show, which yeah. is talking out our ass. Mm-hmm. But it's not a hundred percent. Yet there are enough guns for everyone. Yeah. What if it is like you want everybody to be armed? What better way to make make them scared? Well, we're not scaring them. With this, we're not scared. What? Okay, now we're letting mentally, we're letting people you are afraid of also have guns. All right, well now I want a gun. You know, I, I, I'll get a gun. I'm not, I don't care about. I like guns. Mm-hmm. And do I want a gun because I think there might be a new civil war happening? Eh, possibly. <clears throat> Speaking of which. Speaking of which. New world order. We had discussed this once before, I think, or maybe touched on it. We and touched on it. We do have a, 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 a time frame here. Yeah, how are we doing right we're, now? We're doing good. We're, right. we're, we're, we're doing good now. Okay. But again, uh, credit to you, Dave. I mm-hmm. was like, we could, put, we could put it out a day late. Yeah. And you're like, nah, the hardcore fans. Yeah, man. I was even telling Rachel. I'm like, Dave's all like, no, nah, fans. I'm like, well, it's a day later. It's a podcast. I was like, nope, they love consistency. Yeah, man. People going back to work tomorrow after President's Day. Yeah. Gotta want it. Yeah, dude. Should be uh, flattered that uh, there's a demand. The New World Order, not the wrestling organization, <laughs> but the concept that there is a government higher than the ones governing our countries individually. Yeah. That might uh, uh, want to uh, incur population control. It's scary, man. It's the it's the concept of an emerging totalitarian one world government. Mm-hmm. So think about that. I mean, how many superpowers we got right now? You know, you got China, you got the U.S., you got Russia. I was like, how many superpowers? Like, I don't have any superpowers. Yet, uh, you know. <laughs> so imagine they're just literally being one world government, and. Kind of their goal, if you if you feel like this is a real thing. Some people think it's a complete you know conspiracy, a complete fallacy. I feel why not? I, it makes perfect sense that yeah. the elite, like the super elite, would want to kind of collaborate and have total power, total control, yeah. and they would break it up into basically six categories: political power, military power, economic power. Scientific power, cultural power, and finally religious power. Yeah. So those six components. Imagine, I mean, if those were just all forced into, we're all. This is it. There's just one. <laughs> so it's almost like how jokes start, but that would be a gathering of the leaders of the new world order. It's like, uh, the Pope, the President, and Mick Jagger walk into a bar. <laughs> Because that's where we're having a meeting for a new world order. <laughs> oh. I, but the, the, my, my, I believe in it because just think about like when you get a shitty job and mm-hmm. you're like, man, my boss sucks. Or the manager sucks. And the manager is maybe just the mayor of your city. But mm-hmm. you think they control everything. But yeah. they don't. They report to somebody. Yeah. Oh, oh, big boss, regional boss is coming in. This fucking honcho got all the power in the world. But he's, he's not the end of the line. No, no, there's going to be district manager, and there's going to be president of the company. But is that company part of a conglomerate of companies that, you know, like it all just funnels back to Viacom or AT&T or something at their General Electric at the end? And then mm-hmm. who's in charge of all those? But eventually, a leader that has nothing to do with the president or anything else. It's just... That's. I think I made sense there. I think what no, I, I said. It. Yeah. But like when you like, you're a citizen of the United States. Man, the president's fucking everything up, and we're gonna be screwed. I can't believe that it's being a lot. Like that's it. Uh-huh. Like the end of the road for this country is 
get any president, yeah. let alone they let like Trump's in there because they want him in there. Yeah, because he's gonna butt fuck it so bad that they. I feel that there's a strategy to it mm-hmm. by the true puppet masters. Mm-hmm. You know, Russia's meddling in it. Good. Oh, good. Then they'll just make them one thing. Mm-hmm. China will follow suit. I have no doubt that this exists. Yeah, why wouldn't it? You know, and the next question would then be, well, I just kind of answered my question. Like, what's their motivation? But in a in a practical sense, like, you know, it's one thing to just say, hey, we want religious power. But, like, so fast forward 100 years from now mm-hmm. when maybe it has sprung into place. So you've literally – are you going to have – a president of the world? Like, how would that work? You know, are they going to choose – if it's a one-world government, is it going to be like a dictatorship? Is it going to be like a fascist dictatorship? I think – well, I think the reason for having it first is, is it's, a, it's a it's like a Hitler-type thing, trying uh-huh. to make the perfect race. Yeah. Like, we have to tie it back into racehorses. Uh-huh. Like I was saying, you got one racehorse that's winning, you keep it, and you let it fuck the other ones as – uh, a friend, Scotty Landis, was there, like the only hope for a hurt racehorse. Like, if it could still kind of stand, like, you keep it so it could fuck other horses and make champions. Like, that's – but what if that's what if that's like the Rockefeller, you know? Yeah. Keeping these bloodlines and everything. And eventually, you just want to exterminate. I mean, it's population control. Absolutely. Exterminate most everybody else. Mm-hmm. I this sounds terrible, but I could imagine being one of these elite individuals that money into money into money to where the family has never known anything else, and mm-hmm. you're removed, like like in, in fairy tale, like in kings and kingdoms have no relation to the poor people around them, yeah. Except now have the means to also just eliminate large swaths of people, yeah. large groups of people. Mm-hmm. I absolutely can see that happening. It has happened. It was called World War II. Yeah. Uh, which I've kept reading lately how coked up Hitler was all the time. Oh, like, really? Hitler was on methamphetamines. Calling, like, well, yeah. Like, yeah, that adds. I've, I've heard somebody talk when they're real coked or methed out, and boy, do they think their ideas are great. Yeah. Watch some of those videos of his speeches. Like, yeah. that wasn't all hate. There was some caffeine and some drugs involved. Yeah. Like, he's just so. Yeah, have you ever just seen a tweaker on the on the, just just <laughs> dirty in the street, but they're real confident in their beliefs? <laughs> Imagine having a bunch of people around him like he's on meth. All right, get him up there. Get, let him do the speech, but then let's reel him back. Don't let him make many other public appearances. Well, who's in the new world order, Kyle? Who would it be? All right, we know you know it's the super elite, but you know what does that mean? How many? How many elites? You know how many people? Uh, a lot of uh, research has been done about this topic, and there's a lot of articles on the internet uh, basically identifying the five most powerful families in families. the world. All right. Are you, so are not you necessarily the richest, but pretty much but the powerful. richest. powerful. Okay. Powerful as far as like most of it has to do with their financial influence, but political influence and just – you know what they control, is it, um, and in no particular order because like, it's kind of hard to you know some of this is hard to judge. But uh, you mentioned one Rockefellers, yeah. All right, Rockefellers, one of the five most uh, powerful families in the world, started uh, years ago by John D. You know that's the only Rockefeller I really know is John. You always hear, "Ooh, who are you, John D. Rockefeller?" Uh, he started the Standard Oil Company sometime back in the 1800s, and uh, get this: at the height of his success. After founding the Standard Oil Company, his net worth was the equivalent of what would be $400 billion today. Like the richest people in the world now are what, like uh, 60, 70, 80 billion? John Oliver was talking about uh, uh, his show last night, was talking about Putin uh-huh. being, I think, like the $200 billion mark. Oh, he's that wealthy? And how, how fucked Russia is. Like, yeah, because he just steals. He just steals from the people. But the people there. Well, that would make him the richest the, in the world if that was one, official. He's one of the richest people in the world. Putin is one of the richest people in the world? That's According, according to my memory of what I saw <laughs> on John Oliver uh-huh. after a bunch of vodka drinks last night, that's the information I'm relaying to you now. Once again. Everything needs to be verified. Don't yeah. take our word for it. It's, <laughs> if you go out and you say what we said is fact in the world, 
that's your fault. This is like Trump this week mistaking what he saw, taking what he saw at Fox News, then putting it out there. That fucking killed me. Yeah. That thing about so, look, what's happening in Sweden. What was and the even story Sw- with that? There was nothing happening He in was in his jerk-off Florida rally. Uh-huh. Like, who's, you're still having rally. Look, I won. Like, yeah. you are, you have your head so far up your ass. But then he was just talking because of, the, because of open refugee policies. Uh-huh. And kind of like, look what's happened in Sweden. And even Sweden's like, what happened in Sweden? Apparently Fox did play a news story that some documentary filmmaker had was reporting on some crimes. And, uh, but even Sweden was like, no. Now everybody thinks it's a cover. Now Trump supporters are like, they're covering up. The dirty media is covering it up. Huh. The lying media. Except that's where Trump got it. So Trump has essentially in one week has said the press is the enemy that only puts out fake news. So then Trump watched the news, which is apparently fake and put out by the enemy, and then reported it back as truth, as the president. His word, the, the, the press is the enemy who only puts out fake news stories. By the way, here's a news story I saw, and I'm reporting it as true. Like, again, if today, if today you're still like, nope. Trump's doing great. You're a dumb fucking asshole. And go go walk into flood water. Go walk into some flood water. If again, understanding why he was voted in, even make but today, today, mm-hmm. nope. Media's evil, except when the president picks a story to tell us that he gets wrong. That's what we do. And we're ass we're dummies. Yeah. He's the president. We do a free podcast out of a rented room next to a construction site. <laughs> we could be wrong all the time, which we are, and yeah. openly admit it. Yeah. Did you see his crazy-ass uh, press conference a few days ago? Oh, yeah. Where the uh, the black reporter uh, asked about the black caucus. And yeah. He said, are those friends of yours? Those friends, you set it up. That, yeah. is, that is something your grandfather would say. That is like textbook – Basic racism. Like, oh, you, you know all the black people? Why don't you? Okay. Like, dude. And then. Choose your words. And also, how about the, the Jewish guy asking a question that wasn't even accusing him? He's just that, that, that there's been a rise of anti Semitic. No, you're. See, you're a uh, bad question. You, you, you were saying you're going to be like just being a shitbag to the guy. He just wanted to be like, what are you doing? And he wouldn't condemn it. He still can't. All Trump has to do is be like, anything being done in my name that's anti-Semitic is disgusting and I'm repulsed by it and yeah. I don't condone it. But instead he's like, I'm the least anti-Semitic person. Like, like I've made a joke where like I was – like how I don't want to go to the Holocaust Museum just because I know it's going to be sad. Yeah. And I – like the line – before he said that line, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm like the most Semitic person because that's how words should work. Purposely being dumb. Yeah. And I think we're five seconds away from Trump actually saying that as a real sentiment. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm the least anti-Semitic person. Racism, bad. I'm the least racist person. <laughs> you know who he is? I'm sure this has, this observation has been made before by a comedian or somebody. But he is uh, he's the high school president. He ran for president of the high school, or class president, and he won. And now he's just going to talk about you know free pizza and we're – just, well, that was, I mean, he's operating like the mentality of just an idiot seventeen-year-old. It's you can tell when somebody is maybe not articulate, but there's lights on. Uh huh. I think he's not. You could make that. You could say George Bush, George yeah. W. was that. I mean, but but like not sm- like you're president now. You know what? Go yeah. ahead and read the prompter. Because whoever's putting those words in there is trying their best to make you not look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, as big of an idiot as George Bush was, George mm-hmm. W., at least he tried to remain, you know, somewhat that professional and civil. George W. has not slept this well <laughs> in eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that he was possibly going to be billed as the worst president in American history, and Trump came along, and people are like, if we had to pick between him and put W back, oh in. yeah, I could give us W again. But he, yeah, like like there's, you don't have to be articulate to be intelligent. Sometimes you don't know all the words, 
but you have enough uh, common sense to be like, all right, I'm going to take a moment to collect my thoughts and then respond to a question. It's like, oh, they're bad dudes out there. Yeah. Got bad dude, very, very bad. You could tell he's got basically, I think he only has one page of the thesaurus for the word good uh-huh. that he found. Yeah. And so now everything's tremendous, fantastic, excellent. Like those are the only adjectives he knows for the, to or other alternative words for good. Everything else is a repeat. And he just talks out his ass. Apparently he made money in business, but you know, I think sometimes you could be a smart business person and sometimes you could be a shrewd business person. And then other times you just have to be a scumbag and be like business is business and then stab everyone in the back around you to get to the top. And I think he is that third option. I don't think it was like intelligence or like smart investments. I think he was just a piece of shit to people plowing through me, me, me. I'm first. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Here's my gold apartment in the sky. Yeah. And that's who uh, is... quote unquote leading our country except for the new world order yeah i think if he gets out of hand too much they'll do what they need to do he also appears to have a quality which for my money is one of the most undesirable of any human being is that person who absolutely cannot take a joke he's never the like never can laugh at himself i don't like that in people and i don't like there's a lot of comedians which ironically why are you in comedy but you can't take you're never the butt of the joke yeah but like Takes himself obviously takes himself way too seriously, but that also leads into no. I I can never laugh at myself. I'm never the butt of the joke. Nothing self deprecating. Yeah, like like how do you not realize? Like oh you're you that's just somebody that thinks they're better than everybody else. Yeah, sort of similar. Brian Cook retweeted our friend Brian Cook, who we've called an asshole on the show numerous <laughs> times, which he don't won't disagree, but he's our friend. He retweeted something that was great. Like I guess Dane Cook put a tweet out that said. Uh, uh, what, what is it? You know you've been in Hollywood too long when a nine texts you and you just put down your phone and eat a sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> and then Brian retweeted it with a comment. You know you've been in Hollywood too long when you assign women a numerical value and you're Dane Cook. <laughs> and I was like, nailed it. Oh, nailed it. But Dane Cook's well, you see him like, oh, yeah. yeah. You don't see that you're fallible. Yeah. That you are held to the same standards as everyone else. Especially amongst comedians. Because that's what we do, is we make fun of stuff. You gotta start. If not start, you gotta at least get to yourself. You gotta turn that mirror on yourself, that's dumbass. That's the most comfortable I yeah. am. Like, oh, you talk about what you know? I only know me. Yeah. And I only know what I'm going through. This is what I'm an expert on. As soon as, granted... We're sitting here talking about politics like we know anything about it. But, you, I mean, you research. I talk out my ass. But I admit it, like, openly. Like, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about, but hopefully I can ramble in an entertaining enough way that people aren't like, well, fuck this whole thing. Yeah. You're wrong. Yes, I'm wrong, but I'm hoping to do it in a humorous manner. If nothing else, we're sparking conversation amongst the listeners. That's, we're just trying to fail successfully. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to these uh, powerful families. Let's All right. do it. No particular order. Uh, Rockefeller, uh, Morgan, J.P. Morgan. They own oh, all oh, kinds of crazy Chase. shit. Uh, Chase? Yeah, I believe Chase so. Chase is fucking me right now. Chase, bank, suck all the dicks. Oh, don't get me started on banks. Right. Next, remind me to tell you the story about Wells Fargo, how they fucked me last year. Well, they're, uh, they're a closing a bunch down. Good. Because they got in trouble. I just good riddance. Because I was going off on. Bunch of banks are crook. obviously. Banks are just predators. Ugh. But uh, the Morgan family, uh, they are currently the largest owner of gold in the world. They have their own gigantic gold vault that is rumored to have access via tunnel. To the, uh, I believe it's the Federal Reserve. Where's the it, Federal Reserve in New York? That's something that's curious. Well, there's several. Yeah, there's one. There's five or six. Yeah, I think there's one in New York. San Francisco, and, uh, Denver. And the Morgans. Whatever. Morgans no. got a tunnel going from their personal gold vault to the Federal Reserve. <laughs> the Federal Reserve is its own conspiracy. Like it's a separate entity. Mm-hmm. What if? What if everybody? This is a this is not something that we'll be able to answer without research. But the gold standard—that's mm-hmm. what—and then oh, the dollars to make sure you have gold. Where I go, 
who makes sure that we always care about gold? I've thought about that. Like, like, it, like why is one leprechauns in charge of everything? Like, gold is <laughs> yeah. Irish accent. So that's a great question. It's a whole other can of worms. But, like, something is only worth what someone will pay for it. Like, yeah. And, you know, the the whole debate and the complaint about, you know, our money is not backed up by gold. Yeah. Well, what what is gold? That's same same <laughs> approach, same approach to Bigfoot. What if everybody's like, "Nah, I don't care about gold anymore." And then nobody, well, I guess that the the value of gold goes down. Oh, this is where we need professionals. And I get supply and demand. I get all that, but like my point is in a kind of a meta sense like who said gold? Who assigned gold? You know, yeah, the, it, it the, just makes it. You know, it's obvious. It's a. I know it's a, a precious metal. Yeah, it's a precious metal. It's a universal. Like around the world, everybody knows what gold means. So if there's a new world order, they're going to be in charge of the gold. They're going to. They're the ones. They're the ones who dictate that gold is what we decide on. But like, what's how's that different than like in some parallel universe? The currency is tree bark. Oh, it's because now we all collect and trade tree bark, yeah. and that's just our currency. It's as arbitrary as gold. Of everything, yeah, of everything that explorers bought back and destroyed cultures for, gold stood the test of time. Like, it wasn't cinnamon. Yeah. Somebody didn't come back and be like, cinnamon? What if it was still just cinnamon? <laughs> like That'd be it, funny. Like, instead of gold jewelry, it, it, like, cinnamon would just have... Bulletproof glass around it, so, and only aristocrats would be eating there. All this, fat. but still, Cinnabon would exist. There's still the same employees and the aprons and everything. All the fat people are broke because they ate all their cinnamon. <laughs> that is like old time. If you were fat, it meant you were wealthy. Yeah, you could afford to eat. Yeah, I don't think so anyway, cinnamon makes you fat. Morgan, no, I just meant it. But would be what you, you put using it on, girl, you using it for fat. pastries. Um, all right, Dupont, the Dupont family. Did you see that movie about uh, the Dupont? Weirdo wrestling cars. guy. Um, I think one of the car, one of the animated cars was sponsored by Dupont. Oh, really? No, there was a movie. Uh, the one Steve Carell was in. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. the wrestling. Yeah, coach. that was that guy was Every a family's part of the got Dupont a screwy, family. Every family's got a screwy one. Yeah, they started in chemicals a long time ago, and uh, now they branched out into all kind of stuff. Um, well, so far these are three American families. Yeah, well, no, Dupont started in France. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, Dupont. Yeah, and uh, anyway. They were into chemicals initially, and it's rumored that they influenced the production of and hemp. Families that were into chemicals, <laughs> they ain't running anything. They influenced the production of hemp to protect their own nylon business. Uh, they used to be, and maybe still are, huge uh, producers of nylon. Um, but hemp would protect it. No, uh, I think hemp was a competition. They tore down hemp. They, they, yeah, they influenced the. Uh, I'm sorry, they prohibit. Uh, I wrote production, but that can't make sense. <laughs> they uh, they made they made it to, to where hemp so and marijuana was illegal initially in the twentieth uh, early twentieth century yeah. because hemp was seen as a competitor yeah. to their a long history nylon. of crushing competition yeah. instead of just people think like oh it's free market free market means make something good and hope people recognize it it's yeah not like also I I destroyed I undermined the competition absolutely destroyed them with my wealth through government and now they're really big into GMOs they make uh, they're the second largest producer of GMO seeds genetically modified organisms and I would, uh, and how about this uh, let, let me ask your opinion on this Dave GMOs mm-hmm. they make like big corn and stuff uh-huh Seen, it's widely seen as a negative aspect, you know, mm-hmm. chemically altered foods, mm-hmm. genetically modified organisms. But because of that, it's also seen that, oh, this might end world hunger. Now, if the New World Order, part of that is population control, maybe they're sabotaging GMOs. Secretly, well, so you're right, hippies. These are bad. Look at what it did, and then leaking their own story to make sure somebody's like, you know what, you're doing great work with these. It's actually going to help everybody live, and they're like, oh fuck, we thought we were going to make some money, and it turned out we saved everyone. Yeah, and we ruined our utopia we were planning on. Well, I still think uh, processed food could be an agent of cancer. Oh yeah, you, you know, that was I, a, a listener e- uh, emailed disease. in. Yeah, a listener emailed in. Do you think like them trying to take away Obamacare or affordable uh, and, and the, slash the Affordable Health Care Act? Same thing. 
is another like form of population control, mm-hmm. which, had, as I mentioned before, was what the method at the gas station said. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> never going to let everyone get better. Yeah. Yeah, it's not in their best interest that we all survive. And then one more thing about the DuPont family. Um, this is interesting. They currently own a doomsday seed vault. They have a vault full of seeds. Ooh, I heard about this. That, uh, you know, in case of a horrible catastrophe. So which is not a scrotum. <laughs> a doomsday seed vault. In <laughs> uh, case uh, doomsday comes, and that, which that's not a bad idea to have a... You know, a backup supply of seeds. Are they gr- yeah, just the, uh, what do you got in there? Oh, just a lot of cardamom. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> Went too big on the cardamom. We did all spices. What about food? Yeah, we, we slipped up. <laughs> so when we do have to eat the uh, n- n- nuked, nuked charred remains of our ancestors, uh, ooh, could really feel the cumin. What is that, mustard seed on that human torso you're gnawing at? Rothschilds. You heard of the Rothschilds? It just, I'm sure that it's reverse, but it just sounds like a name that's... It sounds like an aristocrat name, the Rothschilds. Like they were already aristocrats and then therefore became like like how Kleenex instead of tissue paper. Yeah. Oh. Like you know how like people are just predisposed to like... Like, obviously, white people have a better chance of success. Attractive people have a better chance of success. And then they, because someone's attractive and successful, will attract, just like nature, will attract a strong, genetically uh, superior mate and then create these bloodlines of quote-unquote superiority. Well, if you looked at some of these pictures of this Rothschild family tree, uh, they look like a bunch of fucking dorks. (laughs) So, I don't know how strong. <laughs> well, fuck me and my whole argument. There. Man. All right. I was just saying, a name like Rothschild. No, but uh, actually, uh, somebody sent me an article the other day about, uh, and I don't, I don't know if it's happened within any of these families, but in some of the royal families throughout the years, they wanted to keep those bloodlines so powerful that they started inbreeding. Yeah, that backfired. It, yeah, and then they get these the weird jaw. And that's when some. you get a Steve Carell biopic <laughs> done about your family. Uh, Some happens to their jaw. Yeah, yeah. One of the traits of uh, inbreeding is uh, there's a name for it. Like like after a person's name, somebody's jaw, the something jaw. Oh, he's got the something jaw, um, and it's just a just a real deformed looking, goofy ass, chinless I'm like, jaw. Immediately gonna look up pictures of that and then yeah. just walk through the rest of my life going. Ah. Yeah. Oh, you could tell. Like uh, small Christmas dinner, huh? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I went to high school with a with a in, inbred dude. Uh, his name was Mark, and like he wasn't officially like well is retarded, that, is that but like no, I mean seriously, <laughs> like he wasn't like in the special classes. Yeah, but uh, you could tell something was wrong with him, and like he was not very smart. And one time he just made reference to, "Yeah, my mom and dad are brother and sister," or something like that, or my uncle, oh, my mom and uncle no. are brother and sister, something like that. Oh, boy. And we were like, oh, shit. There was definitely inbreeding in the Deep South. <laughs> and then the DCFS picked up Mark. Yeah. Crazy. All right, and uh, let's see. Rothschild, uh, dude, they are rumored to be the most wealthy family in the world. What's their industry? Uh, they started in banking. Back okay. in the uh, 1700s, uh, their dad, the main Rothschild dude, had five sons, and he set up all five sons in five different cities throughout the world to head their banking operations. If I had my computer access, I would tell you which cities those were. But yeah. I think like Paris, uh, maybe New York, Paris, a few. Well, maybe not New York in the 1700s. I don't know. But he spread out his five sons yeah. in five cities, and then it just blossomed from there. And uh, I mean, these figures always vary, but uh, one report said $100 trillion is the combined net worth because now the Rothschild family tree, I mean, going back 10 generations, you know, so now there's literally hundreds and And, hundreds of Rothschilds. And when a family is like, you do not compromise the family, like almost in a sense of like the royal family, like how vetting is a word in in the lexicon now. Yeah. Your spouse and everything is crafted and yeah. ordered. Only filter power through that family. Yeah. 
And it's like soap opera type shit. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. And finally, uh, Again, these weren't necessarily in any order, just randomly. American, they started America, Roth, the, uh, Roth Roth's Childs, children. Um, Plural should be Roth's children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they started. Um, although uh, one of the Rothschilds was also connected to maybe the origins of the New World Order, which we'll get okay. to in a minute. But I want to finish this list. Bush family. Bush family. Yeah? Is, is in this top five list. you got Bush, DuPont, Morgan, Rockefeller, and Rothschild. Uh, you know about Prescott Bush? Oh, George W.'s grandpa? Was he? Or H.W.'s dad? What was he? Was he head of... No. Prescott Bush... George H.W. was head of the CIA. Yeah. Uh, 1933, Prescott Bush... He led a failed coup attempt against FDR, and a lot of these families backed him. I know the DuPonts backed him, the Morgans backed him, and uh, they wanted to overthrow uh, the government, get rid of FDR, and install a fascist dictatorship. I don't know who they wanted to put in as the dictator, but yeah, old Prescott Bush, he led a a failed coup, apparently. (sighs) And then come to find out, then both his son and his grandson... Turned out to be presidents of the United States. Well, they were saying there was something about the Clintons, too, that it's all kind of like they were chosen. Oh, to yeah. Become. Like, oh, really? This podunk guy from Arkansas? Like, no, he got molded. He got picked and molded and put in. There's a lot of conspiracies about how even Obama was yeah. talking about. I mean, you can go down that rabbit hole and uh, about how there's also theories that they're all every U.S. president is somehow related, you know, so that. Lends to that conspiracy. So it still is a dynasty of sorts, mm-hmm. even though it seems like the illusion of democracy. I always think that's the thing. Like, let's like it's an illusion of democracy mm-hmm. to make sure the people don't go nuts. Yeah, which is what I think. I'm like, well, this illusion's looking pretty thin right now, mm-hmm. and that that's what you know. Oh, there's unrest, but I feel like if unrest, like if civil unrest devolves into civil war or rioting like i still feel like there's somebody sitting back going oh good like that's what we wanted this needs to crumble we Mm -hmm. need to rebuild this part Mm -hmm. we need to eliminate people we need to just get their minds off the fact that there is a new world order and we are starting to control everything like now look at your country's crumbling Mm -hmm. good that part of the map that we can control of Mm -hmm. ugh and one might pose the question, so what's so bad about a new world order? Well, think mm-hmm. about it, though. Logistically, if there was – if you forced the entire global population to just adhere to one government, one religion, mm-hmm. one ideology, we're, no one's going to just sign off on that democratically. So thus, they're going to have to establish a dictatorship or martial law. Like, we're going to be – Operating against our will, or is it dispersed like the president and then the states and then the cities? Like, would still be like within the confines, within the the paradigms of what they set up. Mm-hmm. Okay, United States, you want to have this and that? That's okay. We're over here, like, I wonder where, like, what does the Vatican fall in on the New World Order? Where are they? Uh, they I would imagine they're pretty. Uh, I feel this is a two-parter episode. I think it could be. There's, and a, I there's a lot to, I haven't even gotten to yet. I, as I'm talking, I realize I don't know anything. Like, sometimes I can bullshit, and then I'll be like, good job, Kyle. <laughs> you know what? I even convinced myself. I wasn't sure what I was saying, but then I said it. Like, that sounded yeah. like some solid bullshit. This one, there's so much to investigate. Where are we at on time? We're, we're, we got to wrap it up. Here. Okay. Yeah, let's do a, let's do a part two on this because I mean we barely scratched the surface. I think you could just do the entire podcast about the new world order. Yeah, and it would always be something, especially with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Just more people are paying attention, which is good. More people paying attention to politics. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know anything about the. Uh, you know, I still don't know what a sanction is. <laughs> violated sanctions. I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know. But I'm like. But I'm still like. I can't believe, man. Russia violated sanctions. Of course they're interfering. And I still. You can, I'm like 80 percent of everybody else listening. We're like, what do you mean by that? Oh, I'm just as bad as a Trump supporter going. Well, no, Trump's just doing his job. Like, but he violated sanctions, and neither one of us could defend what we mean. Would the sanction just be a kind of a rule or a policy? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Which one? I I don't know. I don't know either. But I'm just as ignorantly 
defending my anti-Trump stance as they are ignorantly defending their pro-Trump stance. All right, so let's do a second episode on this. We'll get into I've got it. a lot more. Uh, i got to get this off my chest. I know we're... Uh, Get it off We're your chest. Uh, I don't know what. I don't, yeah, uh, right? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Uh, Georgia Gold. You, you okay. seen this bullshit? Okay. You seen this? You I know saw. I, you had made mention of it, yeah. and you're they're taking your 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 home state's name in vain. Yeah. Well, they're, they're what is it called? Uh, KFC Georgia Gold. I think Georgia. It's their honey mustard tossed chicken fingers. Honey mustard. Georgia don't give a shit about that. That's not a thing. They're manufacturing stereotypes or whatever you want to call it, you know, a characteristics yeah, of you, a region. Like, no, that's not a thing. You know they're called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. And what does it have to do with Kentucky? Well, at least I believe they started in Kentucky. I don't mind that. Then maybe one guy had honey mustard chicken fingers in Georgia and went back to headquarters. Well, f- no, fuck off. Don't call it. Leave us out of it. You're ruining Kentucky's name. You already ruined Nashville's name with their horrible abomination of Nashville hot chicken. If you had, I had that shit just so I could speak knowledgeably about the product. All right. Garbage. Have you had this honey mustard? No, I haven't yet. Are you gonna? I'm, uh, yeah, said I'm gonna yet. have it. You said yet. And it's, it may be even decent. My point is stop fucking making up shit. Honey mustard, that's not a characteristic of If you wanted to say, tossed in our, I don't know, barbecue pecan sauce, Georgia pecan, then maybe, or Georgia peach sauce. Like, but honey mustard's not a thing in Georgia, you dumbasses. I mean, it exists in Georgia, but it's not a thing we give a shit about. But as a consumer in the rest of the country, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that. I know. That's why I'm pissed, because they're using hurt. us to trick y'all. As... <laughs> <laughs> We're just pawns in Big Chicken's game. Don't get me started on Big Chicken with a pro- fucking propaganda about how white meat is somehow premium. Go fuck yourself. I'm sure they're at the bottom of that, too. That one, that's just, if you just get out there and live a little, everybody knows three-piece dark. No, I don't think they do. I mean, that's why you and I are so valuable. You know, we got we to gotta be the ones to spread the word. I know so many people just default, uh, white meat, uh, what? they don't even know what it is. They're just scared. They're just scared. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Uh, no. I was raised that way, too. Be around a family, like, white meat or dark meat, and just buy, like, meat. I said meat both times. Mm-hmm. White meat or dark meat. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, white meat. Just the idea of it sounded more pure and better. And like it's just yeah, you're just like why? Why is that just put in my brain from a childhood age? Is it is it some long long reached extension of racism that light and white is better than whatever is dark? Could be, you know, light is day and white is right, and dark is night and dangerous and bad, and that just informs sociological know. impacts of that yeah, stuff. I don't like it, but I we've don't. seen the light. Like and the it. light shines on that dark meat, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. That's one of those moments where I'm like, good one, Kyle. Good one, Kyle. <laughs> you brought that back around. Good, good job. Oh, man, you got anything to plug? Uh, this comes out. Uh, oh, it comes out tomorrow. I'm going to be dicking around New York next weekend. I got, really? I got no hard plans, though. What but. you doing in New York? Doing spots? Yeah, Rachel's got work out there, so I'm just going to come out. Probably do. I'm going to hit up. I'm going to see if they'll let me do a spot at Knitting Factory, okay. but that's not a guarantee. Yeah, I'm sure they But if the kind folks that run Sunday night at Knitting Factory. Shout out to Kenny DeForest. Yeah, Kenny, Will Miles. Will Miles. Oh, who else? Was uh, Clark Jones. Clark Jones, yeah. Good dudes. There's always nice folks, and they let me... Uh, Sneak on the show. I haven't hit him up yet, so I can't guarantee. But I'll probably be hanging out there no matter what. I'll make some phone calls. I'll make a call for him. <laughs> Dave, Dave's putting a good word in for me. Hey, y'all, this is Dave Stone. Uh, <clears throat> Throw the kid a bone. Uh, Phoenix, I'll be there this Saturday, the 25th. I'll be at Tasso's. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. T-O-S-O. T-O-S-O. Toso? Tasso? Tasso sounds I'm going right. to say Tasso. Be a Tasso Saturday night. Tasso ham, right? Stop. Uh, yeah. Well, that's. Uh, yeah, I think that's spelled the same. Yeah, it's kind of ham. Yeah, I know. But it's a kind of ham. It is a type of ham. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if it's spelled the same. So yeah, that's my plug. Uh, you want to do comic of the week? Let's. Yeah, let's get a comic of the week out there. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. Roy. I I say Roy and Rory. Uh, they kind of mix together. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. Uh, do you know Roy? I don't know him well. I know he's a correspondent on uh, was he a correspondent on the Daily Show, right? Yes, he's on the Daily Show. Just had uh, a special come out. Had a special come out the other night on Comedy Central called Father Figure. I did not get a chance to see it. 
Um, but I'm going to uh, check that out ASAP. I've been a fan of his for a long time. He's a Southern dude. He started yeah. in Birmingham. Okay. Yeah, Birmingham guy. And, he's been uh, around for a long he's time. He's been doing it a while. Like last comic and stuff. Yeah. So it's good to see him get. Yeah, really starting to uh, get some success. What with The Daily Show and now the special, and he's popping up other places here and there. Uh, just one of those dudes. Um, also one of those guys that's like, uh, because he's been around so long, he's just – He's polished. He's he's a road dog. Yeah. But without sometimes road dog can be a negative thing. Sometimes the, the material suffers. Yeah. The delivery's pristine, but the material is exactly. Lacking, and that's not the case. And that's him. not the case with Roy. He's got some really funny original stuff. Uh, I used to do random shows with him uh, when I was coming up. He'd come through some of the comedy clubs mm-hmm. in Atlanta and get to open for him and whatnot. So yeah, check out uh, Roy Wood Jr. Father Figures, the name of the new special on Comedy Central. And I assume that it's probably, like a lot of those Comedy Central specials, going to be an album that's available. Yeah, if it was out Friday, it might be this week or next week that you can get it on iTunes. Yeah, so check that out on iTunes if you want just the uh, audio digital download uh, rather than if you can't catch the visual thing on the old Comedy Central. So, yeah, buddy. Well, let's all right. We'll follow up with some more New World Order with a little more. I'll I'll get my head out of my own ass. Mm Mm-hmm. And read a little bit, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get into it. We, I don't think we I think we raised more questions than we answered. Tends to be the case, which is good. The digger you deep, the digger you deep. By the way, I got a new Stop. computer, and Dave got a new computer. Yeah, I want. I should have opened with that. I was very excited. I got a new computer, uh, so that that means is uh, going to bring old Gravy Boat back. Oh, yeah, yeah Dave's the, doing Gravy Boat. For the 12 people who listen to Gravy Boat. Maybe on, one about 13 or 14 now. On SoundCloud. Uh, it's my uh, alt-country radio program. So I'm going to uh, bring that back now that I actually have a computer. So Welcome uh, back to the world, Dave. Yeah, I'm very excited. Way so. to be plugged back into the Matrix. <laughs> Way to be back on the grid. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, good luck with uh, your bum knee. And uh, tell the family I said hello. Will do. You got tape over the and, camera uh, on that thing yet? We'll see. Uh, not not yet. I haven't uh, haven't broke it in yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about jerking off. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Uh, Boogie Monster Pod. It, 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 the Boogie Monster. Thank you.